Hi friends, um, welcome to my podcast, Growing Pains, where I talk about honestly anything that comes to my head, a topic that I'm particularly interested in and want to have kind of an open conversation about, and what better place, if not in person, to do that than a podcast. <laughs> so today, however, we're going to be talking about a topic and the thing that basically made more people aware of my presence, and that is the voice. Such a complex topic to say that I'm talking about because there's so many layers to saying and talking about you being on a TV show, and it's 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 difficult to talk about for me personally. I know the first thing when whether it be your friends or people that recognize you, the first thing they ask was, well, how was the experience? And they're not looking for you to talk about the bad aspects of the show and not the show, but your your emotional investment that sometimes can be very draining. Like, no one wants to hear about that. People want to hear about, oh, it was amazing, and I did all this fun stuff, and I got to talk to the coaches, and all of that did happen, and all of it was so amazing. But the opposite emotion, where it sometimes felt like you wanted to go home, and you sometimes felt like you literally trashed a performance and deserved to go home, or you're, you're not doing well with the um, emotional aspect of being on TV and hate comments. No, no, you, no one really wants to talk about that, and I want to talk about both because there were it was one of the most amazing times of my life, but I wanted to be honest. Like, I want to talk about how I felt the entire time, and that is what we're going to do. So, I'm trying to figure out where I should start. I'll, I'll start with the, the positives, because that's always super easy to talk about. The show was so, they were, they were so good. Like, everyone was so sweet and amazing, from the coaches to the producers to um, the production assistants. Like, it was, it, was, it was such an amazing experience, and I gained so many new relationships, and it was just so fun. Um, I think my favorite part was wardrobe when it came to behind the scenes. But on camera and being on set, my favorite part was especially kind of the waiting. Like, that sounds incredulous and it kind of sounds psychotic to say because most people are like I I went insane having to wait like the waiting game it's in LA especially it's very just hurry up and wait so it's like get here on time but now you're gonna wait for 30 minutes and I loved it for some strange reason and I think simply because it allowed me to ground myself before I needed to perform or interview or go talk to Kelly for um, a rehearsal or anything. I, I took that. I'm very into meditation and kind of listening to podcasts <laughs> and listening to guided meditations and ASMR. Fun fact that not a lot of people like to hear. <laughs> um, but that's kind of what I took the time to do. And my meditation didn't always look like putting in my headphones and watching someone and meditating with them or listening to a meditation. Sometimes it looked like me playing a game. Like, what game did I play a lot when I was waiting, whether it be backstage before I performed or in my dressing room? Oh, it was bit life. <laughs> 
I literally loved that game. I was playing it before I started recording this. I, I, I literally watched, played BitLife so much because it allowed me to kind of, in, in a more, sorry, hold on. In, in, a, in a more getting into like the deep kind of way of saying it, when I played it, it allowed me to kind of detach myself from the anxiety surrounding the current situation I was in. Like, I am sitting backstage about to do my battle. Sorry, I just hit my headphones with my nails. I'm sitting backstage about to do my battle, and I feel like I'm going to throw up because no no steals are left. Any, anything like that. And um, I'm like, okay, there, there's nothing I can do but sing. So, and I know what I, I know that I know what I'm going to do. I don't need to over practice. I don't need to rehearse anymore. I just need to be. And I knew that if I wasn't doing something that brought me peace, it would let, allow me to get in my head and for my head to get a bit too loud for my comfort before going on stage on TV. So I, I would play games on my phone or sometimes I'd listen to music or sometimes I would scroll through TikTok or I would watch a Disney movie. Whatever, whatever brought me comfort in the moment. So before I went on stage, I wasn't a ball of anxiety. I just felt very at peace and ready to do my thing. Um, but yeah, that, that was probably my favorite part, the waiting game which sounds, it still sounds weird to say, but I loved it. Um, no, no one really likes to talk about, though, sometimes what kind of sucks about being a contestant on the show. And I think, for me, it's probably three, three hitting points that was very hard for me when I was on the show. First one was social media in a way I found sometimes me becoming obsessed with what other people thought of me Uh, and not even just online sometimes it could have been other contestants or Kelly at some moments and what I what I think that's a big case of is losing your self-identity for a little bit I will openly say I do not think anyone should go on a tv show being unsure of who they are as an artist thankfully this wasn't the case for me but I would sometimes go in fits of trying to do something that I know would impress the the audience and even if it wasn't something I wanted to do it was like well I should do this because they want me to do this and that for for me personally it's not smart (laughs) because it's you're detaching yourself from who you came on the show to be, and that's yourself. I think as a contestant, it can be very easy to compare yourself to two different things. It can be very easy to compare yourself to other artists who you think are getting better reception from the coaches and online and from the audience. It can also be very easy to compare yourself to what social media thinks you should be. And you try and create a happy medium to where you're getting validation from everyone and you you're making sure everyone likes what you're doing and it stops being about you growing as an artist and it starts being about you molding into who everyone else wants you to be and that it's it's it it was so unhealthy for me sometimes because when I spent too much time looking at 
comments where some people would say like oh well she 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 screams too loud or she she's slowing it down too much I don't know why she does that or um that was messy she should never do that again I'm, I'm I'm slightly exaggerating but I think you guys get the gist then in your head it's like okay well what can I do to make sure that never happens again so no one ever talks about it again and it could have been something that I really liked or it's like that well that's just my voice or it's that's just a quirk I have in my voice and when you hear people dogging it you 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 want to make sure that that never happens again because you don't like the feeling that comes with that no one likes the feeling that comes be that comes with feel with that how do I want to word this no one likes feeling like someone doesn't like them I think that's just human nature you don't want to know that someone doesn't like you I like it that's so human and it's a valid thought it's a valid feeling like why would anyone want to be aware that someone doesn't like what they're doing or what or who they are without sometimes actively wanting to change it so they can and what I what I think you have to do is just be very authentic like coming to grips and coming to the realization that there are some people who are just not gonna like you and relating back to the show there are some people who are going to absolutely hate your voice like they might think you sound too squeaky or they might think you're too loud or they think you do too many runs but you know what on on the same accord there are going to be people who literally worship your voice like worship your voice they love it and I think when you come to the realization that there usually are more people that like your voice than don't I think what happens is you just the the, the, the negative comments just stick out so it looks like there's way more <clears throat> like negative comments stick out so it looks like there's way more when in reality there's probably little to none verse when you put it in comparison to the people that are just giving you outpouring support, you know? So I kind of molded two of my struggles on the show together, the social media aspect and the losing my self-identity aspect. So we'll just go to number three. And number three kind of has a story behind it, but it ties into after I left the show. So we'll start with the story. Sorry, repositioning because I'm sitting on my bed. So when I was on the show, I was a senior in high school and I was doing school, but I was about to graduate. So I was also doing college applications at the same time, which was slightly stressful, but it was okay. One second. <laughs> anyway, I was doing college applications. I did get accepted into colleges, and it was nearing the time, especially because I was getting further and further on the show, I was needing to make a decision about what college I was going to go to. And I remember I had a conversation with my parents because at this time, the voice was going very well for me. I believe I had just gotten saved maybe I just gotten the coach saved for top 17 and I had a conversation with my parents and they were just like this this is this is going really well do you do, do you want to take a year off of college and see what this music thing can do 
And looking back on it now, I will be very blunt with you guys. It was probably the worst decision I ever made. And I will be going to college in January, but I'm going to explain all of why. Um, This is not everyone's case, and this is not always a story. This is just my story that I'm going to share with you guys. When I made this decision to take a year off from college, it was when I was in the height of a TV show. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it in a way of, obviously, when you're in the middle of getting all this recognition and praise and TV, TV um, attention, it, it does. you don't want it to stop. You're like, yes, I love this feeling and I love being able to create music like this and just continue doing this forever. But in my head, what I found what I thought I was continuing was technically being on a TV show and that was not the case like I'm not continuing practicing every week to sing for for celebrity coaches and for TV for votes and I'm not continuing spending every day going to different rehearsals or fittings and makeup things or meetings like that that's not what post-show looks like at all and I think making that decision while I was in the height of emotions of a singing competition show really wasn't necessarily smart for me because I wasn't thinking about what a gap year looks like to give some context I am an unbelievably school-oriented person I, before going on the show, just my entire life, I was like, taking a gap year wouldn't be smart for me because I just like being in school too much and I love learning. And that's still the case to this day, hence why I'm going to school now for second semester. But I, in the moment when I made that decision, oh my god, in the moment when I made that decision to stay home from school to pursue the sneezing thing, I was not wanting to pursue music because I loved doing it. I was wanting to pursue music to continue getting recognition. And that is all the wrong reasons. Like I said, I was still very in that emotional frenzy of being on the show and the rush of votes and saves and not knowing what's going to happen and eating DoorDash every night. Um, I was still very caught in that rush, and I think I made an impulsive decision. And this is not the case for everyone at all. This is me telling my personal experience with what happened a lot of nearing the end of my time on the show and post show. But, anyways, um, I made the decision to stay home from school. Great. At the time, absolutely great. I was very excited um oh my gosh I ate Chipotle and I keep burping I'm so sorry give me one second okay okay fast forward to when I was eliminated (laughs) that's not so harsh to say um there were no hard feelings behind that I was fine like I was very a-okay when I was eliminated simply because I was at a nice stopping point for myself being on the finale wouldn't have changed anything. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have made me, it would have been great, but it wouldn't have been detrimental to, it wouldn't have been 
the place I needed to get to to feel like I did well on the show. Like, I was very okay with where my time ended on the show. But anyway, I was eliminated from the show. It was time for me to go home. And let me just tell you guys, just how they say post-concert depression is a thing, post being on a TV show that you dedicated half of a year of your life to, that that's a that's a different level of post depression because you are absolutely going from this very quote unquote high 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 living life back to your normal one and it's very drastically different i am from california so as someone who is literally from the place where most of this happens it is a drastic difference from spending every day having meetings and practicing and singing for tv like that's just so different than your normal life and going back to your normal life after spending a multitude of time doing the opposite it was difficult and especially with me knowing i'm not going to school i struggled you guys these those past few months i think i the show ended around may because i only left a week before the show ended it's now this it's november now but it was like August when I came to terms with all this, I think. So May, June, July, about four or five months, I was so miserable. And it, it wasn't because of music. I think it was for a multitude of different things. And one of them was for sure adjusting to doing music without stability or a backbone attached if that makes sense i'll go into detail or i'll elaborate when you're on tv you are literally protected by a multitude of people you are protected by legal you're protected by knowing that you are going to be able to sing different things You, you just have the comfort of knowing that you're going to get recognition for the things that you are doing because it's being shown and broadcasted to a bunch of people and I mean, it's a TV show versus you are an independent musician and it's really up to you to decide what you want to do versus I know I'm kind of going back and forth, but it's like you have people telling you what you're going to do every day when it comes to your music versus now it being all on you to decide what you want to do. You, You don't really get that much wiggle room. on on the voice honestly I think people ask this a lot if I chose my own songs I I only chose my knockout song and my top nine song I I did basically choose everything except for sure my battle but it's like I had to give I had to give a list so I I kind of chose it but I didn't but anyway, um, there's not much wiggle room. Like, you literally have people telling you what to do every single day. And so it's much different when you are back in your own space and it's like, okay, well, now what do I, what do I want to do? Like, like what, is the, what is the plan? And me deciding that I was going to stay home for a year, I, I literally, I felt so lost, you guys. Like, I, 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 I absolutely lost my passion for music for a while. And that's... It sucks to say because it, it's so crazy. It, for someone who music is my passion, it was so insane at the time for me to feel like I didn't want to do it anymore, especially the reason I stayed home was to pursue it. Um, but I, 
I had, don't get me wrong, I had so, everyone was supporting me and in my decision. I had a lot of things that I was planning on, I was planning and I was doing, but it, it, I, I, I didn't feel it. I, I didn't feel the rush anymore. And, and that broke my heart because before I went on the show, I was not posting for anyone's validation. I was not posting to get picked up or scouted by TV shows. I was posting because I loved to sing. And once I left the TV show, I found that it was a ch- it felt like a chore to post. And it took me a while to come to the realization that I'm about to share with you guys, but I found that I had a fear of failure when it came to my singing. Like, like I talked about earlier, you, you feel like you have to make sure that you're up to par with the world standards of what you should sound like when you sing. And that never left me for a minute. I didn't even realize it hadn't left. I, I really thought that I was all good. I thought I was doing my thing. I was going to have a great smooth transition out of the show. <laughs> and it was quite the opposite. Um, we had a very big mental breakdown but anyway um yeah I I realized I had I had an absolute fear of failing you guys I felt like anything I posted was now going to be looked into detail with the fine tooth comb sorry and it was going to be nitpicked apart. And now there were specific things people were expecting from me. We want this cover, and we, we want you to do this. And we are you are you gonna do this, Gianna? And I felt an expectation to do so, and I I wanted to do it all. But with that expectation, I felt like, well, what if I do it and it doesn't meet the expectations that they're looking for? That, 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 that they're looking for from me because they saw all these things I was doing on a TV show where for some episodes my voice does get kind of my voice kind of gets edited or some things are exaggerated for the sake of tv it's like what if I don't meet their standards anymore because now I'm not sometimes being given a a blueprint of how to act for the camera and I, sh- I struggled hard with that, you guys. I didn't want to post. I didn't want to sing. I didn't want to do the one thing that I was staying home to do. Um, and that and it, it, it sent me it sent me into like a, a, a depression for a little bit because I, I lost the passion I lost my passion and my fire for the thing that got me going in the first place music absolutely sorry hold on I'm about to reposition again okay music absolutely it was my safe place it is my safe place now again but it, it was it was my thing it was my passion and what I realized is it had to stay my passion like past all of this that I had to come to realization, my fear of failure, my fear of not being good enough for the world, I came to the realization that it is perfectly okay for something to be your passion, but you not wanting to make a career out of it. I realized I, right, like I, 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 I want to be 
a musician, but I'm not looking for it as a career choice, if that makes sense. I never, like, don't get me wrong. Do not get my words mixed up or miscommunicated. I will never stop singing. It is my second breath. It is, I have a third lung that only has the capacity to be filled by when I sing. Um, but I, I realized that it's okay for me to not want to be a musician post-show. I think that's one of the other big things I struggled with. I thought everyone was expecting me to now be dropping all of these singles and going directly into making music full-time, and I just didn't want to do that. I I have a dream, and my dream is to be a psych- psychiatrist, and it's what I'm going to school for. I want to be... A psychiatrist and kind of work with more taboo, lesser worked with, more obscure mental disorders. And I, I have an absolute passion for it. I'm literally reading a new psychology book almost every week. It is the career I want. It's the life I want. And it's... And I... I, I and music is also the life I want. It's I want to always sing. I want to perform whenever I do. But I also love this other academic thing, and I felt like I had to choose for a very long time. I felt like it's either me doing music full-time, or it's either me doing psychiatry full-time. And I think why I felt like I had to choose is because I see all these other musicians I know, and music is their life. Like, they are spending every day writing songs and making music, which, which is another thing. I'm going to sidetrack just a little bit. I realized that I do not like songwriting. And I, I was distraught about that for a very long time because I had so many people in my ear telling me, well, you won't make any money if you don't write music or th- th- this, you have to write music or else you're just not a vulnerable musician and people won't be able to connect with you. And when I tell you guys, I was so broken up about that because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be taken seriously as a musician if I don't write music. And I would try and I would try and I would try, but I felt nothing from it I, I I felt no attachment to songwriting I felt no joy from it like it literally made me s- sad to write music because I was like this is so difficult for no reason and it's hard for me to want to sit here and write and I I had to realize that there's not there's a lot of people who are like that um I was talking to someone he's a he, he does music, and he's like, I'm not a songwriter. He's like, and that's okay. He's like, I, I'm a cover artist, and I enjoy just as much, and I am able to emote just as much, and I, and what kind of became an epiphany for me is I was just as valid as a, of a musician, even if I didn't write music. I was still going to be taken just as seriously. I was still going to be able to do the same things I wanted to do, even if I didn't find joy from songwriting. And that, that was so crazy for me because for so long, I was just like, I need to like this. Why don't I like this? And I was beating myself up over it because I was like, I should. And I was like, well, am I not a real musician? Like, is this not my path? Because I don't like doing the one thing that all independent artists do. And it, it was it was a struggle. But I, I realized that enjoying... Okay, I'm trying to articulate this correctly. I realized I found so much joy 
and listening to other people's lyrics and connecting them to my own life and covering them through my own story, basically, if that makes any sense. I know it might be so hard to like understand, but I felt when I covered these songs, I was telling my own story. And that's how I emote with music. That's how I connect. I love singing people's songs and telling my story through those lyrics. And that's how I connect. And that's perfectly okay. I'm still just as much of an artist as people who like to tell their own story through their own words. No, no, none of you are lesser than. And these, and this is now I'm talking to people who also might be kind of struggling with the fact that there is an aspect of music that they don't particularly do and are feeling like they need to ha- they need to do it in order to be valued as a musician. It is perfectly okay to be well not even it's perfectly okay. You are your own musician and no one can take that away from you. I think fitting into a mold of what a musician should look like is one of the most ridiculous concepts I can ever think of because there is not one musician that's the same. I, I, I hate when people are like, well, who's the better singer? Like, I know there was a um, debate going on, like, is Beyonce or Jasmine Sullivan the better singer? And I was just like, I don't know. Like, there's literally no way to compare them. Like, like where are you hearing that they're the same singer? They don't even make the same music. And that's that's with everyone. You don't make the same music as anyone. You make your own music or you cover your own music. Even when you're covering someone else's songs, it is your own because you are singing it and connecting your own story to it. And no one can take that away from you. But anyway, getting back to me talking about feeling like I had to choose between music or my academic dreams. Like I said, I was seeing all of the people that I either from the show or just people that I admired as musicians I saw them and this this is this is all they want like it's the only thing they want and I love it I love the drive but I found that drive coming from things like doing this I'm so sorry (laughs) okay I found my drive coming from doing things like this podcast and I found my drive from going to school and I also found my drive from doing things like posting covers on social media that is my thing and I love it and I'm going to do it for as long as I as long as my lungs can breathe I will be posting covers for you guys um but I found it's okay to do both it's okay for me to have two dreams it's okay for me to have two passions and it is okay for you to have a passion that is not your career choice I, 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 I'll use an example. Someone who is a doctor, they are an anesthesiologist, but they also love to paint or they love to write. No one's telling, like they, they don't have to choose. Okay. No, that that's wrong. I'm actually, I'm absolutely saying that wrong. I'm going to start over. Okay. You have a doctor who also loves to write. But he doesn't want to be an author. He just loves to write stories. And that's okay. And he might be the be- he might be one of the best writers in the world. But he just writes for him. He doesn't write for social recognition. And he doesn't write to get famous and to make money. He writes because he loves to write. And paralleling 
making that a parallel back to my situation, I, I never sang for the validation of other people. I never sang to get social recognition. Otherwise, I would have been doing a whole lot more than I was rather than just posting covers sitting on a toilet. <laughs> but um, I, I sang because I sang for me. And I loved how singing makes me feel. I just wanted to share that on the internet. I wanted people to see my love for it. And I wanted people to hear me sing. Like, I wanted you guys to hear the things that I loved to sing. That was that was literally it. Um, and that that that's perfect. It's, it's It came from an authentic place. Music comes from such an authentic place for me. And I, I, I love being able to do it. Not for everyone else. I do it for me. And then I share it with you guys. That's the same that's the same thing with any other passion you have. If you decide to post your poetry online, you're not writing your poetry so that Rupi Rupi Carr is going to want you to co co-write her next book with you. You're writing it because it makes you feel something and you just want a place you want to share that positive feeling you get from doing that with the world. And that's exactly how I feel about music. And it took me a while to come to this conclusion, but it's okay to have a passion that you'll do for the rest of your life, but it's the end goal looks different than people where that passion is also their, their career choice. I think basically what I'm saying is every single thing you do, do it for yourself. Even like do, do it for you. If you are deciding that you want to create music, you should be creating music because you want to create music that makes you feel good. And you just want to share that good feeling with everyone. You should not be creating music because you want money. You should not be creating music because you want to be famous. Because then it comes from an inauthentic place and there is nothing worse than an inauthentic artist. Because I will be so frank with you guys... And I know it's probably true for like people who aren't necessarily singers. I feel like it is so easy to see through an inauthentic artist because you feel nothing. As humans, we are wired to feel. Emotion runs through our blood and people make music because of the emotions they feel and they want to share it with the world. But if there's no emotion you feel, like what are you making music for? The money? Because then that's ex- that's exploiting people's feelings and you have no connection behind what you're doing. And I think music comes from such a connected place. I think I can even say it's kind of such a spiritual thing. And I use the word spiritual because you, you, you have such a connection to what you're doing. Music is such a personal thing that you just happen to be sharing outwardly. <laughs> like, you know how many people there probably are that are some beast singers, but they just don't decide to share it because they aren't doing it to make sure the world hears it or to be famous or to get validation from the internet. They're doing it because they love it, that that's it. And that should be the case with everything you do. So where I'm at now, music is never leaving me. It's just never leaving me. It is, it is, parts of my reason for breathing and I will continue to share this that my passion for it with you guys in whatever ways that I decide to um but um on on the same accord I have other passions as well and one of those is school so I, I am no longer taking that gap year I will be like I said before going to school in January 
but I still plan on doing all the covers things and just being very active with you guys in the music because I love I, it's it's my passion I love it um but I have talked for way too long and it's time to answer some of your guys's questions I asked you on my Instagram to give ask me some questions voice related or music related and you guys came through so we're going to answer a couple okay first one are the pre-recorded episodes for each round filmed in one day the answer is no blinds are filmed over the course of i think five days depending on how fast chairs get uh, um slots on teams get taken Battles was a two-day process, and knockouts was a day process. Um, what was the moment you felt most fear during the voice? <sighs> you know what's crazy? It's very... It, obviously, it's very typical to say my blind, but it, it was for me, and I'll tell you why. Um, I don't know if I said this early on, but I auditioned for the show before and I didn't get a chair turn, season 17. And so for me, my, my blind was scary for me because I'm, oh, I'm willingly going back into a situation where I could get rejected twice. Like, and who wants that? Like, who wants to get rejected twice? But I had to do it for myself. When I got asked to audition again, I very easily could have said no strictly out of fear of rejection, but I had to do it. I had to show myself and prove to myself, you are capable of doing things you are afraid of. And in this case, it worked in my favor, but that was probably when I felt most fear because the, the very well thought that this could not go well for me again. Like I could get a no again. Um, but yeah, that, that was probably when, especially because they didn't turn until very later on. So I, I was a ball of a mess, especially when I was singing. It was a lot. The anxiety was high that day. Um, okay. What performance was my favorite? In terms of overall, I will say reflection because I loved my dress I loved the set I loved the song but in terms of preparation 1000% glitter in the air my knockout because I took a lot of time fine-tuning that song and kind of handcrafting it to me and I was very proud of that song so that was definitely my favorite in terms of that and okay I'll do one more question what goes on behind the scenes that you don't see talked about as much? Um, probably what I talked about the entirety of this episode. Honestly, the negative feelings sometimes attached to being on TV. Because, like I said, when someone asks if you're on the show, they don't want to hear about the anxiety. They want to hear about you being able to talk to John Legend and Kelly Clarkson and Nick Jonas and Blake Shelton. And you being able to... Be in front of an audience and gaining social media followers and getting verified on Instagram. But there's a lot of, like I said, the anxiety behind it and the not feeling good enough. And sometimes your voice being off and you feeling like that will, not even feeling like it could be the deciding factor in you going home because your voice was feeling off or tired one day. Just all of that sometimes is what's not talked about because no one wants to hear that but it's still a very honest and true feeling in a conversation 
that is it you guys um i hope you enjoyed this episode i am so excited to finally get started with this and pick up the pace and keep it going every week but for now i will see you guys next monday bye